Thomas, the safety for the Seattle Seahawks, broke his leg yesterday, and as he was being carted off the field, Thomas flipped off his own sideline. What a jerk. I'm glad Thomas broke his leg, and I hope it costs him a lot of money in free agency. Thomas isn't like Le'Veon Bell. Bell didn't sign a contract. Bell has no obligation. But Thomas is under valid NFL contract, and he's done crap lately like refused to practice by way of protecting his body. Well, bitch, that didn't work because your leg's broken. Rich Eisen of the NFL Network was a white knight on Twitter for Earl Thomas when he tweeted, quote, This is why no one should criticize a player wanting to get his when he can, unquote. But that's complete nonsense from Rich Eisen. It's utter stupidity. Earl Thomas is getting paid $10.5 million this year. He's under contract. Show, show up for work. Practice. Don't be a dink. And break a leg, I suppose. Earl Thomas has made $55 million in his career. I really don't need to hear a Workers of the World Unite speech about a guy that's made 55 mil or about Lev Bell. Hey, Earl Thomas, forget giving the finger to your teammates. GFY, you gimp. And guess what? You just made the list. The list brought to you by Matt Mertz Plumbing. Count on a name you can trust. Dial 412-367-0815 for all your plumbing, heating, and cooling needs. Up, uh, what a jerk Earl Thomas is. And then you got Rodney Harrison on NBC, and he says that Thomas is, quote, a classy guy, unquote. Which Harrison wasn't, and neither is Thomas, and classy guys don't flip off their teammates in full view, and on TV, and I have no idea why Earl Thomas did that. Now that the Steelers suck, people are once again screaming, the Steelers should have paid Bell. They tried to. Five years, 70 million, they tried to. If he wants to say that wasn't enough, that's his prerogative. But that would have made him, after the girly contract, the second highest paid running back in the league. Hey, the money belongs to the owners, and they can pay as they please. This isn't Cesar Chavez organizing the farm workers. This is about millionaires who always want more. That's what football players are. They're millionaires who always want more. And yeah, the CBA sucks, the uh, NFL CBA. So hold out in 2020 and negotiate a better one. But be prepared to miss some paychecks because that's your only hope to do it. Le'Veon Bell put on social media after Earl Thomas broke his leg, quote, I'll continue to be the bad guy for all of us, unquote. I'll continue to be the bad guy for all of us. What's that even mean? Thomas was under contract. Bell is not. The situations are only vaguely related. I know most of you are really stupid, and I feel bad about that. Actually, I think it's kind of funny, but do you see the Bell and Thomas situations as even being remotely related because I just do not? 
Guys made 55 mil. I get one to get yours, like Rich Eisen said, acting like he used to be in public enemy. I can understand one to get yours, but how much is enough? Like, Earl Thomas has made 55 mil in his career. He's making 10.5 mil this year. 10.5 mil is a lot more than I will make in my lifetime, and I'm pretty well paid. How much is enough? When do you not need to prove a point because you're already effing rich enough? I can get trying to max out, but Earl Thomas was under contract, still is. Should have been shown up for practice. Should have been a team guy because he's contracted to be on the team. Football is played by a bunch of asshats. You high school kids playing football, if you're good, you're probably asshats too. Hockey's the game for me. Hockey and soccer. That's all I care about at this point. By the way, Liverpool uh, didn't win on Saturday, but uh, scored a goal very late. Just a marvelous goal by Daniel Sturridge off the bench to get a 1-1 tie at Chelsea. Chelsea also undefeated, but they have two ties on the year. So Liverpool still tied for first place, well, technically second place on goal differential, but uh, but uh, still, that's pretty good. I'm pretty happy. Oh, Pete Carroll just said the, 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 the Seahawks coach cut Earl Thomas a little slack over obscene gesture, quote, this is a very, very difficult moment that most people wouldn't understand what that was all about. Yeah, talk down to us, you simpleton. Tell you what, I don't know how Pete Carroll ever won anything, and he did win a lot. But he is softer than baby crap. He has been bullied and made into a bitch by Earl Thomas, and now he's white knighting for him after Thomas flips off the bench and probably mostly meant to flip off Pete Carroll. I hate football. Just absolutely hate it. Uh, In the fourth inning, L.A. and Colorado in the NL West championship tiebreaker, tied nil-nil. Nobody's at this game in L.A. The stands are absolutely empty. Milwaukee beat the Cubs earlier today to win the NL Central. The Cubs now got to host the wild card game. Uh, Christian Yelich finished the season with the batting title. And if he had one more home run and one more ribby, he'd have won the triple crown. And you watch. I guarantee they'll find a way to not give him the MVP. He was a home run and an RBI away from the triple crown. But people say, a batting average is so 1940s. RBIs are so 1940s. Uh, I challenged the uh, hoi polloi, and, and I do again now. Tell me how the Steelers can be fixed, because I'm not sure they can. Uh, I'll go over my detailed analysis again in a moment, but... Uh, I think they stink and they're poorly coached and anything else is just detail. And I don't think they'll come back to make the playoffs, let alone win the division title. Although I see people on Twitter saying, well, you know, if they can win the next six in a row, they still got a shot at home field. Here's the other solution. I've seen four or five people on Twitter say they need to put Rosie Nix in full-time at fullback and just pound the ball because Connor's so good. Connor stinks. He doesn't stink. Maybe he does stink, but he's not a number one back. That I know for sure. And you want to use a fullback, do you? 
Let's bring back the bus and the bus driver. What was his name? Tim Wester? Oh, FFS. Let's bring back Franco and Rocky. Every time things go bad for the Steelers, you want to go back to the future. And as Matt Williamson said, part of the Steelers' problem right now may well be that they have not moved forward and looked at some of the offensive quirks that teams like Philadelphia use and put them in their game plan. I agree with that. But you still want to go back further, fullback, bus driver, pound the ball, Steelers football, black and gold, yeah! Let's go to Justin and Cranberry. Justin, real quick, you're on with Double M. Yeah, Double M. Uh, real quick, I got a comment and a question. Uh, the comment is uh, Tampa Bay kind of got slaughtered by Chicago. I noticed it's time is borrowed time, but that kind of takes the shine off of the, the Steelers' win. And my question is... Do you well, at this point, the, nothing takes the shine off any win when it's your only win. Well, that is true. But uh, my, my question is, do you think that uh, Ben's taking veteran days off kind of affects his timing with that you're seeing with Bruce Brown. Ben practiced more at camp than he has in any camp for years and years. Then again, Antonio Brown didn't practice much, and that wasn't A.B.'s fault. He was hurt. I don't but, know why Ben and A.B. can't hook up. There is no good reason for it, and that makes it all the more worrisome. If you want to get your calls in about the Steelers, now's the time to do it. 412-333-WXDX. My basic uh, criticism of the Steelers is they stink and they're very poorly coached. I'll drill down a bit more on the other side of the commercial. And if you want to talk hockey, you know it's okay with me. 412-333-WXDX. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing, brother? Hey, double M. Thanks for taking the call. Getting the fast lane, Grandma. I'm ready to go to Tim Hortons for some fat-free donuts. The X at 105.9. Double M on the X. If you're just tuning in, I think the Steelers stink and are poorly coached, but if you want me to drill down deeper, if you want me to point fingers, because after all, this is the business I've chosen. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger was real bad last night. AB had another crap night. Can't get separation out the breaks. James Conner isn't a number one running back in the NFL. The offensive line is a fraud right now. At best, it's overrated. And Alejandro Villanueva is the most overrated and biggest fraud of them all. Juju dropped a touchdown. The DB made a good play, punched the ball out, but Juju's allowed to make a better play, and he didn't. Vance McDonald just handed their guy the ball in the first quarter. That gifted the Ravens a touchdown, and really put the game on tilt for a while for the Steelers, although they did rally to draw level at 14-14. Cam Hayward and Stephon Tewitt are supposed to be good, and they're invisible, just like T.J. Watt, who hasn't gotten near the quarterback since those three sacks in the first game. The DBs are so bad, the Steelers are scared to blitz. They drop everyone into coverage, and it's death by a thousand cuts. A Terrell Edmonds was worse than bad. The, the rookie safety, the first-round pick, he was wandering around aimlessly, like he was lost. Joe Hayden's supposed to be the glue of that secondary, but he came unstuck on Baltimore's first touchdown. The Steelers start slow more often than not and clearly lack focus. As I said at the top of the show, 
People talk about the turmoil. Oh, it's no big deal. You're not in that locker room. You don't know. I know what I see on the field. That doesn't look like guys battling for each other. It looks like the turmoil has taken its toll, like the distraction, the chaos has taken its toll. You can only live in chaos for so long before it just makes you just makes you hang your head and cry. Maybe not literally, but I think figuratively, that's probably the case with these Steelers, especially the guys who hate the turmoil. Don't forget, a guy like A.B. thrives in turmoil. Well, n- not this year, but, but you know, he can keep his head about him in turmoil. But he creates turmoil other guys can't handle. But nah, it's X's and O's. They'll fix it. They're the Steelers, black and gold. Maybe if they use the fullback and pounded the ball on the ground. Here's a great tweet from our buddy Brett Kiesel. Fantasy football killed the game we got to play. The amount of interest generated by fantasy is too good for the league to ignore. It has changed the players, too. They use it as a measuring stick. Grateful I got to play when the game still cared about defense. It's becoming obsolete. Great stuff by uh, by Kiesel the Diesel, and he's right on the money. Fantasy football culture has changed the football of culture, and everything the NFL does is more offense, more points. It caters to fantasy football. In a hockey note, Scott Hartnell retired after 17 seasons. He never saw the Flyers win the Cup. Let's go to Flinney in the car. Flinney, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark, I was wondering if we switched from a 3-4 to a 4-3 and maybe move TJ back to the middle linebacker, do you think that would stop some of the bleeding, or do you think it's hopeless now for the season? How difficult do you think that would be to do in midseason? I'm not sure. I don't coach them, but Okay, I will tell you. Right I will tell you how difficult. Absolutely impossible. And why is that? Because it just is. That's why you have training camp and minicamp, and OTAs to work through stuff like that. To do it from scratch in the middle of a season is just stupid beyond comprehension. I mean, they they can't even figure out what they're doing now. And you want to have them do something totally different? I mean, are you serious? I guess you're not. Let's go to Adam and Erwin. Adam, you're on with Double M. Mark. My question for you is the way that the uh, NFL is protecting the quarterbacks these days, do you think there's ever a time where we're going to see a class action lawsuit against the NFL from other players that ever had other positions who are not protected in the same manner? I think we'll see a class action lawsuit by players against the NFL nonstop from now until the end of eternity. Because all these guys, they make millions of dollars, but they squander it, and then later in life, they want the NFL to pay him again. And I'm sorry, that's the way most of them operate. It's duplicitous. It, it, it accepts the reward. And then later, how dare they make me take that risk. I'll tell you what, I hate NFL players. I do. There are exceptions to that rule, but that's the rule. I hate NFL players. You know, you're responsible for yourself, too. If the game's going to knock your brain into mush, then don't play. If you do play, accept the risk along with the money and the glory, and then shut up later and drool into a cup. 
Let's go to Dave in Steubenville. Dave, you're on with Double M. Hey, Eminem, this is David. Hey, being from Ohio, uh, Ohio teams usually aren't so good. They're not looking so hot. I know the Steelers aren't looking good, but I think Ohio's going to choke. And uh, being at the Patriots, they're 2-2. Two and two, I-, I, think that gives, uh, I think that gives the Steelers uh, a rally if they can get it together in the next several weeks. No, what the Patriots are doing has nothing to do with the Steelers. And furthermore... I said when the Patriots started 1-2, and two, okay, maybe they've hit a wall, and then they played 3-0 Miami and beat the snot out of them. Okay, yesterday, the Steelers needed to deliver a message, a wake-up call to themselves, and they couldn't do it. The Patriots delivered the message they needed to, just like they always do. 412-333-9939, this is the Mark Madden Show. You're listening to 105.9 The X. Details. Bill, everyone knows by now, Three Rivers Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram is Pittsburgh's lease leader. And you already know that Three Rivers delivers our lowest possible lease payment every single time. The question is, how do you make it happen? Our 3R proprietary software enables us to find the right vehicle and the best lease available from our network of lenders. It's all happening right now during Jeep Adventure Days and Ram Power Days. Get to the corner of West Liberty Avenue and Brookline Boulevard or visit us at jeepofpittsburgh.com for all the details. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. What up, it's sexy. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Because I know more about a Nazi than any man alive. The X at 105.9. Uh, David Todd, who uh, used to work at 970, put up a tweet. Here's the Steelers' second half possessions the last two weeks. Missed field goal, punt, punt. End of game, punt, 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 punt. Interception, ball turns over on downs. That's uh, not very good. It is amazing that the Steelers have not only started 1-2-1, but have now lost four of their last five home games, with the only win in those five games being that Week 17 win against Cleveland last year where the Steelers didn't use starters. But uh, think about the last three home games. They trailed yesterday 14-0 to Baltimore and lost. They trailed against Kansas City 21-0 early and lost. Then the last home game before that was the playoff game against Jacksonville. They were done. Was it 21-0 right away and lost? So there is something about the way they're coming out to start games, totally flat, especially at home, that is as disturbing as anything the Steelers are doing bad at this point. Let's go to Christian in the car. Christian, you're on with Mark. God, uh, don't mean to bring up this Earl Thomas thing again, but I, to me it's just the absolute definition of entitlement. Like you said, he signed a contract, right? So he agreed to terms. Why Why is he flicking off the sideline if he was the one that agreed to play? If well, why would he flip play? off his teammates anyway? These guys never want to get to the last year of their contract. And Rich Eisen, I always thought he was a sharp guy. What a dummy he is for defending Earl Thomas. These guys got to get theirs. He already has his. He's made $55 million and he was in the last year of a valid contract. you got to show up for work, do your best, and maybe don't flip off your teammates when you break your leg. 
I agree, and I, I just don't understand. I mean, he should be flicking himself off. He's the one that agreed to that. I mean, Are you saying contract. flicking he's or getting... flipping? Flicking. No, no, it's flipping. Flipping. Sorry, flipping, flipping. flipping. Sorry, flipping Mark, him sorry. off. Yes, that's right. right. Sorry, but I, I just don't agree. And to me, I work in sports, and you know, I just see this. What do you do? I work for a governing body for collegiate club sports. What governing body? National Club Baseball Association. There's club baseball. Collegiate club baseball, yes, sir. Duquesne has a club baseball team. Pitt has a club baseball team. We're uh, we're across the country. We're we're a national governing body. And we're based in Pittsburgh, right by Heinz Field. Right well, I've got to hang up on you before I fall asleep, but thank you for the call. Duquesne has club baseball. Duquesne had varsity baseball for years and dropped it. They had Rich Spear, my buddy who also ran intramurals. He coached it for decades. And then they brought in the guy from Mount Lebanon High School. What's his name? Mike Wilson. Good guy. Supposed to be a hot shot. And they started scheduling better teams and started getting killed. And before you know it, no program anymore. Let's go to Jerry in the car. Jerry, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Jerry. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I agree with you about the coaching from the Steelers. Yesterday, they win the toss. They win the toss, the coin toss, and they elect to kick. Why wouldn't you? No, they don't elect to kick. They elected to defer to the second half. Yes, right. But wouldn't you want the ball right off the bat to get the you, ball? You know, you, know, you know what? With, with the house burning down, I'm not too worried about the doorknob being too hot to turn. You know, you're right. With, with that defense, I wouldn't want my D on the field first. I want my offense on the field first. Yes. But that, but the, the decision is small potatoes compared to everything else that is just crumbling around Mike Tomlin. That's like when he uh, challenged the spot of the ball. That was a dumb challenge simply because if it's close, you're going to always go with the original call. And it was close. I thought he didn't make it. That was Lamar Jackson for one of his token snaps, so he could forget that they don't really like him as a quarterback. And uh, they, 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 they didn't make it, but the original call said they made it. Replay showed they made it, but marginally so. Again, you just don't review that call. But again, also, it didn't matter in the grand scheme of getting their ass kicked last night at Hines Field. Let's go to Steven and Gibsonia. Steven, you're on with Mark. Double M, big fan, big fan. Uh, what do you think Tanger has to do differently this year to have a better season? And do you think that he could be uh, top defenseman again? I think he can uh, be a Norris Trophy finalist and will be before his career's over. I think last year he played poorly because he was coming off that neck surgery, was still uncomfortable to some small degree, and didn't have a summer to work out and properly train, which was as much a mental thing for him as physical, I'm sure. Now that Tanger feels 100% and had a full summer to work out, I think he'll be back to the game that has made him uh, a top defenseman in this league for virtually his entire career. Let's go to Nick in Oakmont. Nick, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark, big fan. Hey, right. Uh, just a couple things. Hey, I think they should hire everybody on that staff. And I yep, they're not gotten, going to. Anything else? I know they're not. Yeah, I would have gotten more players to help Ben out because he's only got, got two years left. And what's going to happen whenever he's gone? 
these people are all up in arms now. Wait until Ben's not playing anymore. Well, when Ben's gone, they'll be like a, a five or six win team for a couple of years. But uh, in terms of getting more guys to help him, I would have thought having Brown and Bell and Schuster in that offensive line was enough guys to help him. I, I think they really screwed the pooch by the way they handled the Bell situation. Like Mike DeCourcy wrote in the Sporting News, they probably should have realized that Bell could not be trusted and traded him or cut him and used the money uh, left free to get help on defense, although they've not necessarily been particularly good at doing that over the years. I mean, look at the guys they brought in this year, Morgan Burnett. He's average when he plays, and usually he's hurt. And I can't figure out if John Bostick's playing okay or if he just gets a lot of tackles because the other team runs at him and throws at him all the time. Uh, but uh, I think Ben offensively has ample help and certainly looked to have it when Bell was presumed headed in uh, just before week one. Let's go to Dennis and Elizabeth. Dennis, you're on with Mark. Mark, if the last three home games in the last seven years doesn't put Colbert and Tomlin on the hot seat, what's it going to take? Yeah, they're not on the hot seat. Anything else? What will it take? Well, they're just, it, Tomlin will coach as long as he wants to, and Colbert will probably retire in the not-too-distant future, but it will have nothing to do with them putting pressure on him. So until they retire, there will be zero Super Bowls? I don't know. A lot could happen. Things could change, but... They're just not going to fire the coach. I mean, how old are you? I'm 40. So you, so you followed the Steelers for the best part of three decades, three decades plus, right? Uh, I'd say since the Broncos, whenever Ike Taylor got burnt and we lost uh, uh, Tim Tebow. I really well, that's don't not all that, that long anymore. ago, but, but my point is they've had three that's coaches weird. since 1969. What would make you think they'd fire the coach? I don't think they're going to, but I think they should. But they're not going I'm, to. And they're not going to fire a Rooney Rule guy. They're not going to fire a man of color. That has very little to do with the decision to keep him indefinitely. They just keep their coaches indefinitely. But it's 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 some small factor, I, I do believe. Let's go to Warner in Mars. Warner, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. I'm kind of with you about uh, Juju and not being the next Antonio Brown because he drops two big balls yesterday with that touchdown and that one first down in the first half. Well, Juju's had a real good season to date, but uh, I just think he's a, num- a good number two receiver. I think even though his size dictates otherwise, I think he might turn out to be a real good slot receiver. He he gets a lot done when he lines up in the slot, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I just don't see... I see A.B. coming down with those types of catches compared to Well, again, Steeler fans have just turned stupid. They've just turned sentimental, sloppy, and stupid. They like Connor because he's a cancer survivor. They like Villanueva because he's a war hero. They like Juju because of the bike story. They're more enamored with the stories than they are the statistics, although Juju, again, has put up real good statistics this season. Let's go to Peter in the car. Peter, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. I wanted to talk about uh, James Conner and how I think we're starting to see that after week one, he's not quite a three-down back. But I also don't know how well he would fit into a committee either because he doesn't necessarily specialize in the pass game or the early down bruising back either. I don't know that the the early down back has to be bruising. You're probably right. Uh, He's just not exactly getting those... um, And I think Connor has a fairly physical running style. I just don't think he's very good. 
he's just been less than effective, and I don't see him being like a – like if you look at Philadelphia, they got Sproles, who fully has that receiving role cemented, and Azari, who can do the early down back work. Yeah, I don't, I don't want that. to assemble the Steelers' uh, future running back committee just yet. Suffice it to say that James Conner is simply not a number one back. Nothing close to that, to be exact. Let's go to Jeff and Ambridge. Jeff, you're on with Mark. Jeff, you're on the air. We don't have Jeff, which is strange because I could have sworn that he'd been on hold for... Let's go to Dick in Mount Lebanon. Dick, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Uh, Hey, Mark. I have a question for you. Do you think... Mike Tomlin will unleash hell at any point, sir. Unleash the fury, Mitch! Unleash the fury, Mitch! Oh, come on, Mitch. I yelled that last night on Channel 11, the final word. Mitchell Trubisky came up in his six touchdown passes. And I yelled, apropos of nothing, unleash the fury, Mitch! Which, of course, is a lift from, what was that movie called? Road Trip? With Stifler, Tom Green, Amy Smart, naked, well, close to it. Oh, come on, Mitch. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. If there's one thing the Steelers could fix to give themselves a chance to get back in the race for a playoff spot, you know what I think it is? I think it's Ben and A.B. reigniting their communication, their connection, and their completions. If those two can't get it going, and last night they were off A.B. blew a couple routes. Ben misfired on a couple passes. They pointedly did not communicate on the sideline after those incidents. So, But but that got to be fixed. I have people ask me all the time, does Ben like A.B.? I I don't know. On the rare occasions I speak to Ben, I don't say, hey, who do you like? But uh, I will say that. If I were Ben, I wouldn't like A.B. And people are saying, oh, he catches all those balls. Ben's going to love him. Nah, that's not how it works at work. I've worked with people. Bob McLaughlin's not one of them. And I don't know who this description would apply to in this building currently. But I've worked with people who, to their face, I got along with and put up because I had to, because they were in my workplace, but couldn't stand. If you were Ben, who doesn't like all that turmoil, who used to jump headfirst into it more often than he should and and clearly learned his lesson, would you want to revisit turmoil courtesy of this jackass all the time? But that doesn't mean you can't be professional. And i got to be honest. When you're not on the same page and gesticulating at one another on the field, if you don't talk on the sideline and try to straighten it out during the game, that's unprofessional. Not hating. Just saying. Let's go to John and Dormont. John, you're on with Double M. Hi, Mark. I uh, read somewhere that Steelers have spent us uh, on their starters on defense. Seven of the 12 starters are either first or second round draft picks. Not only has the defense been horrendous, but 
who's responsible for is that a developmental thing? Is that is that Colbert, Tomlin? They or, they draft um, as a team. They make drafting decisions as a team. Right. I mean, the development. Seven of 12 starters on defense, and they perform that well, way. Well, that's coaching. That's not Colbert. And you've had training camp and exhibition games. What, to get once, it right. once, once they're drafted, then it's on the coaches. Okay. All right, thanks. Yeah, everybody wants to blame Colbert, but how do you do that when they say they make decisions on draft day as a team? And they do that to cover their ass. You can't blame anybody. In specific, to cover Tomlin's ass when he just barges in and makes a pick out of the clear blue sky, which Coward did too. Full disclosure, Coward done it too. Does the name Alonzo Jackson ring a bell? Yikes. Let's talk to Bill in the car. Bill, you're on with Mark. What up, man? What up? Hey, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I know you had mentioned earlier the challenge that Tomlin took on the first down. Thought that was maybe more so wasted and losing a timeout, and then yeah, it, it did. The... It bro, it didn't affect the game. If you want to say it was a bad challenge, it was a bad challenge, but it didn't affect the game. Do you think that affected the game at all? Well, no. I wanted to get that in comparison to the Joe Flacco incomplete pass they called, which ended up you know you're absolutely replay, nitpicking like about stuff that didn't matter to the result of the game. Goodbye. God, big picture here. Big picture is they stink and are poorly coached. That's the big picture. That's what's going on. That's what to talk about. Not debating minutia in a game the Steelers were never, ever in danger of winning. If Tomlin gets that call, think the Steelers win? Because I don't think they do. Let's go real quick to John in Monroeville. John, you're on with Double M. John, you're on the air. Okay, goodbye, John. No, no, you weren't ready. Goodbye. Uh, I watched the Deuce last night uh, after the Steeler game. It was real good. Haven't watched Ballers yet. I have a problem. The new episode of The Purge is on tomorrow night. For some reason, I uh, wasn't available last week. I think the Penguins played on Purge night. What have the Penguins really played on Purge night? Wow. The Penguins played on on the night the Purge was on USA Cable, and I'm going to watch it on demand. The sound isn't synced up with the video. The dialogue is like three seconds late, so it's impossible to watch. Bob Grove, if you're listening, you work for Comcast, get this straightened out. And it's not a system-wide problem because I watched the Deuce on demand as well. But I, I I hate watching a series out of order. I'm out of order. You're out of order. The whole Purge series is out of order. Please just let us purge. Time to ask Mark anything. Ask Mark anything. To sum up, ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. Double M, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Mark? A lot of gibberish, a lot of booze, a lot of public urination. The X at 105.9. Sidney Crosby kind of spoke against Tom Wilson in the latest in his nonstop series of headshots, this time against St. Louis's Oscar Sundquist, the former Penguin. Crosby says, we've talked about it a lot with him. He still chooses to make those hits. I'm sure the league's well aware of that. 
I just don't know how many opportunities you need. Obviously, the point hasn't been made yet. I think this is just kind of a unique situation where you got someone who continues to do it. I'm just pointing out the obvious. That's all I'm doing. Unquote. Oh, and he added, when a guy does it a handful of times, you start to question what the intent is. Sid, if you're listening, neither of us really questions Wilson's intent at this point now, do we? Guy's a predatory animal. Time not to ask Mark anything. Dial 412-333-WXDX. Brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and chop house. So check out Chapino in the strip. Let's go to John in Midland. John, ask Mark anything. Mr. Matt, if you were not the super genius on the Pittsburgh radio station, what would you be doing? I don't know. I don't need to know. I'd probably be a sports writer, I guess. That's what I was before. Maybe manage a deck hockey rink, but, but mostly I don't know. Plus, which too, when you're this good at something and you know you'll always be asked to do it, you don't really think much about the question you just posed. Yeah. I'd probably work in a haberdasher's. I'm trying to do the spinal tap routine, but I, I forget most of the lines. Let's go to, oh, the Hebrew Hammer. Hasn't called in a while. Hebrew Hammer, Yakshamash. Yakshamash, Mark. How are you? Good. Hey, uh, I was watching some football games this weekend, and uh, the one thing I couldn't stop thinking about was when they show the clock, how come football doesn't do tenths of a second? That's a good question. The other sports all do a tenth of a second, don't they? That's right. Even if they stop it and there's eight tenths of a second, but football does not. Are you sure football doesn't? Not anywhere? I mean, watch it tonight. I mean, I'm almost sure of it that they don't. Well, you can just rock me to sleep tonight. Let's go to Matt in the car. Matt, ask Mark anything. Mark. Yes. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, favorite Italian food? Uh, veal parmesan, real good nice. real parmesan, wedding soup, angel hair pasta with either blush or vodka sauce. My buddy Rich Bagnato, I was at his uh, his daughter's wedding, very gracious of him and his lovely wife to invite me to the wedding, and uh, Rich is a chef of some repute. He owns Bellaria up on Westview, right by Martorelli Stadium. He made nice. he made a pasta sauce that was kind of like it was kind of a of a vodka blush sauce, but it had crushed red peppers in it too. So it was just uh, just uh, wonderful. So so that, that that's basically it. And I mean, do you can't pizza because I love pizza. Who doesn't? Let's go to Kevin and Cranberry. Kevin, ask Mark anything. Hey, good day. I said good day. Which Penguins franchise record is more impressive? 17 consecutive regular season wins in 93 or nine straight playoff series one dating up until this past season? You're talking strictly between those two, period? Strictly between those two, yes. Yeah, the playoff series. Cool. Uh, and the Penguins did that in 1991 through 93 as well. They've never won 10 playoff series in a row, but they have won nine. Yeah, because they lost the Islanders in the second round 
back in 93 after having won the two consecutive cups. Don't forget, all the Pirates did this year was not make the playoffs. Good talk. See you out there. 105.9.